Hey, all you listeners. Uh, this week on the podcast, uh, myself and Chloe are speaking with uh, realtor Natalie Keshavarzina. She's going to be sharing with us um, some common real estate terms that you maybe don't fully understand or have never heard of before to help clarify um, sort of the whole real estate process. Hey, Nat. How's it going today? Good. How are you? I'm good. Good. Um, thanks so much for sitting down with Chloe and I. Um, I'm really excited about this episode. I think we'll have a lot of um, helpful information for people. Um, the first thing I kind of wanted to ask you, though, was more about you. So why did you um, get into real estate? What kind of brought you to this? Um, so my husband, Charvin, started buying properties in St. Catharines. Um, we started off with student homes in the south end near Brock. And so that kind of triggered our real estate game. And then he started buying other properties mixed use. And I started doing the interior design. Hmm. Inside, it's just sort of a natural ability that I probably got from my mother. <laughs> um, so that kind of triggered it. And then I thought why not get my real estate license? But I did think about it for a while mm-hmm. um, while I was in my previous job. And yeah, I just, you know, took jumped in with both feet and got my license. Yeah. And awesome. then within about six months, it took off. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I know that you uh, previously mentioned you started, you were a lab tech before this? Or? For about 10 years. Yeah, yeah. I worked in cytology and pathology, so it was a lot different. It's so different. <laughs> yeah, very different. And the last position was for an allergist, so nothing wow. to do with real estate at all but mm-hmm. I just realized that I really enjoyed real estate than doing that yeah. career definitely yeah awesome um so yeah we wanted to talk to you today about some of the um real estate terms that I've started to learn about since working with you um and Chloe especially as she's a bit newer than myself yeah <laughs> Um, and so like since working here, we both noticed a lot of maybe misconceptions that people have about real estate. Um, and so, um, we were just wondering why you think people have so many misconceptions about like what a realtor does and how they're paid and all these different things. Like, why don't people like, I think it's just not talked about. A lot um, because the process, especially first time home buyers, the process is so overwhelming, which is our job to relieve that overwhelmness. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just different steps that aren't discussed. Um, and as a realtor, we forget about all those acronyms that we use or every little baby step that might happen, and we're not informing them, which is on our side. Um, so it's great that we're doing this today because it'll clear up a lot of the acronyms that we use mm-hmm. and maybe the steps that do happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you think a lot of people have their misconceptions about realtors from like the media and like shows or do you just think it's their own like upbringing that makes them think that? I think some of it's the TV shows, yeah. especially some of them are filmed in the U.S. So real estate in the U.S. is a little bit different than Canada. Mm-hmm. Um so some of it from that. And I think real estate, you know, if we go back to the 70s, 80s, it was a lot different than it is now. Um, 
it's a lot better, I think. But, I mean, I mm-hmm. can't really judge. I wasn't a realtor then. But mm-hmm. what I see, I think it's better now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it comes from then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, for sure. Um, I was wanted to ask about, because um, I know when we met with my parents even, they had no idea about commission. They were like, my dad thought it was 7% and like it all went to you as the seller realtor. Um, can you briefly just explain how commission works in real estate? Yeah, sure. So I feel like going back to the 80s yeah. and the 90s for your dad, that would have been the commission rate mm-hmm. because it's all relative going with the home price of homes to what commission is the higher the homes commission is lowered a bit so it it all evens out Mm -hmm. so let's say you list a house and you list it for five or four percent commission so you take that whole number let's say four percent two percent of that goes to the buyer agent and two percent goes to the listing agent but within that two percent of each side, especially the listing side, that uh, listing agent has, you know, paid for photos, mm-hmm. paid for cleaners. Um, they've used a lot of those funds to list the home. Mm-hmm. And then also, a lot of that money gets divvied up between like the brokerage that they work for or where their license is held and, you know, pays for that admin. Or if you have a team like we do, it pays for our team. So it gets divvied up. It doesn't Mm -hmm. just go to the realtor. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting uh, you mentioned that 2% or a certain percentage that's agreed upon goes to the buying agent. Mm -hmm. And I don't think a lot of people realize that the people buying don't pay that. It's the sellers that do. And I think a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions about that as well. Right. When you use a buyer agent, the buyer doesn't pay the commission. It always comes from the seller. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why, you know, people should shop for their buyer agent realtor um because it can be very helpful Mm -hmm. you know they can inform them of everything we're talking about today um and really they're working for you so they Mm -hmm. want the best home for you the area and all that stuff Mm -hmm. yeah it seems like there's really no risk for you to have a buying agent (laughs) no risk it's It's all benefits (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so I watch a lot of like HGTV episodes cause who doesn't? <laughs> I love them so much. <laughs> I watch them too. Uh, yeah. They're so much fun. I love, them. I love that they can turn like a, you know, a house that's nothing into something. And, yeah. Like, in like one minute. Well, yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, so that being said, a lot of the terms I find that are used, I have no idea uh, mm-hmm. what they are. Um, one of them, for example, is escrow. Like, is it escargot? Is it escrow? Like, I have no idea. So what that even means. Yeah. Like, what what does that mean? So I'm just wondering. Yeah. So escrow is a U.S. term. We don't use that term in Canada. Yeah. Um, But it is on all the shows. (laughs) So escrow basically is when all the documents go over to the lawyer and the lawyer, you know, does the title search, um, looks at if there's any liens on the property and does their side. And that's escrow. So that means the documents have been moved over to the lawyer and they're being looked over. Okay. And is there something that a term we use in Canada that means that? We don't really. Like we just, that's probably the last step. Okay. Is once everything's signed and once the conditions, now I'm using a lot of other terms, (laughs) are removed, then all the paperwork goes to your lawyer before you meet with your lawyer to sign off and get your keys. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. 
I see. So, um, yeah, maybe let's get into that. So when someone purchase a purchases a home okay you found the perfect home you want to put in an offer what are kind of the next steps um so yeah you find a home that you love mm-hmm. and then your realtor will write up an offer and you'll go through all that paperwork mm-hmm. um and you may have decided with your realtor are you putting in conditions mm-hmm. if you are then the normal conditions on just a regular you know residential home you would put a finance condition and that can vary in days the norm is anywhere from five to seven business days mm-hmm. and your other condition would be a home inspection um, in the same timeline it could be anywhere from five to seven business days um, so during that condition period of that time so your offer has been accepted mm-hmm. from the seller mm-hmm. and then you have that amount of days to have a home inspection done mm-hmm. And also, we send all your documents over to uh, your financial institution that you've chosen. Right. And they look over your finances, the listing. They might order an appraisal, and they'll do their end. Mm -hmm. And then once everyone says, yep, we're okay, as the buyer, you have the final decision. It's you that will tell your realtor that everything's okay. Mm -hmm. Then we would sign off and remove those conditions. Okay. I'm curious a little bit more about the, like, finance part. Um, I know you always tell us that it's very important for people to have, like, pre-approval before Mm -hmm. they even start looking. If someone didn't, like, in that, do they have enough time in those five days? (laughs) Or is this, you would never put an offer unless you had a pre-approval? It would be tight. Yeah. Um, Normally that doesn't happen because Mm -hmm. our team profiles all of our clients before we even get to the shopping stage. Yeah. Because how do you know what you can afford if you exactly, never... Exactly. Yeah. Like you're kind of just looking at everything and anything. Yeah. You could be looking at a million-dollar home, <laughs> and your budget's 300000 Yeah. So it really gives us that first guideline of what are we looking at, what neighborhood can we be in, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Are we buying a home? Are we buying a condo? Right. Um, but let's just say someone's not pre-approved. It can happen within that window. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's up to your buyer to have their documents ready, like their tax returns, a few pay stubs, um, bank account records to see money coming in and going out, spending habits, things like that. They're looking at all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So once an offer is accepted, is the house almost in like a pending state? Like nobody else can come and put in an offer once the seller has accepted the offer and the conditions are right. waiting to be met? Okay. Yes. So once the seller has accepted an offer, then the buyer's working on conditions. The seller can't accept another offer. They can accept a backup offer, but that's a whole other subject. Okay. But yes, they can't sell the house from you until you've removed your condition or said, no, thank you. It's not the home for us okay. at this point. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that also kind of leads into um, SOPs. That's another term that, uh, that we, use. <laughs> we use quite a bit. So SOP now. means sale of property. Okay. Um, so a seller is selling their home and the buyer comes along, but that buyer already owns a home. So they need to sell their current home in order to buy this new home. So they put in an offer on a condition with financing inspection and sale of property. So they need to sell their property in order to buy this new one. Mm. Usually with a sale of property, an SOP, 
you have anywhere from like four weeks to five week window to sell your home. Mm. So you should be ready at that point to have your home ready to go, put on MLS, ready to sell and show. Yeah. Um, Is it normal for people to do an SOP or... It depends, actually, on the price range. Like, let's say you're buying a home for a million dollars, which now in 2020 is a pretty, you know, normal Mm -hmm. purchase price for your second home or third home. Mm -hmm. Um, You probably own a home around six to seven hundred, I would say. Mm -hmm. So, yes, to put in an SOP would be a pretty normal thing to see. Okay. Ideally, as a seller, you don't want to sale a property in SOP condition, yeah. but it could work out for everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, if someone, so in that, it's different where someone could still put in an offer um, and take that home from you. Yes. So with Sorry. an SOP, there's always a 48-hour yes. escape clause, okay. meaning that the seller still gets to market their home. And if somebody else comes along and puts in an offer, they then tell the original people, the first buyers, they have 48 hours to remove their sale of property condition. And if they decide not to, then the next second buyer is able to come in and purchase the home. Wow. So there's always an escape clause for the seller because, you know, it's it's not a for sure thing with that condition. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, something else, um, a form BOI. Oh, sorry, 801. Oh, 801! <laughs> sorry. Poor is that my printing? Or... <laughs> no, that was... <laughs> 801, that sorry. normal. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> it's the morning. A form 801. So a form 801 means you're registering an offer. Um, right now, most homes are going into competition. Mm. So that's a form that we use to say, my buyer is going to put in an offer and let's say they're holding offers for five days. We're going to bring in an offer on that day that you're accepting offers and all it has is the address that we're going to offer on and the name of the realtor and the buyer's name or names. Okay. Um, Ken, if you've submitted that form 801 that you're going to be bringing an offer on the offer day um can those sellers accept a preemptive offer or do they have to wait they can really yes the seller owns the home yeah it's their home it's their property they call the shots Mm -hmm. um you don't see it too often usually Mm -hmm. if the sellers made that decision but, you know, someone could knock on their door and offer them exactly what they're looking for. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, if it was your home, you would probably do the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So, they, you don't see it a lot, but mm-hmm. it, it can happen, yes. Yeah. Um, some other things. Oh, yes, deposit. So, I understand that deposit is, is necessary to, like, hold the home. But, um, I'm curious like what happens to it what happens to it (laughs) and like who chooses the amount and why and kind of a little bit about that (laughs) so usually it's the to choose the amount so it's the seller and the realtor that decides what amount is going to be the deposit asked on the listing um 
I like to keep the deposit anywhere from five to ten thousand, depending on the price of the home. Mm-hmm. Because when a buyer comes along and they have to give that deposit, it does affect their financing, because that money is now missing from their bank account or a credit card or a line of credit. So then, when they are having their finances looked at, right, that will it's five thousand interf- owing on it's their five line of or ten thousand yeah. interfering. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I see like 20,000 or 25,000, I mean, that's fine if it's a million dollar home, but if you're asking for that deposit on a $300,000 home, it's, it's difficult. Mm -hmm. So once the deposit is taken, let's say the offer is accepted and the deposit is taken, you drop it off at the listing brokerage. Mm -hmm. So let's say it's Royal Page that's listed the home. Right. Then the buyer would drop it off at Royal Page main office. It sits in their trust account until all the conditions are removed. The sale is firm. It's maybe a few weeks before the closing date, which means the day that the buyer gets their keys. Yeah. The deposit is moved over to the lawyer, mm-hmm. and then it all comes off the balance. Okay, and is the deposit on top of the down payment, or is it? The deposit and down payment are two separate things. Oh, okay, so, mm-hmm. all right. Your down payment you should have in an account. Yeah. And your bank will ask to see the down payment, where it came from, whether it's gifted or you've saved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the deposit's on top of that. The deposit's There's, on top of that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the lawyer will use it to pay, like, land transfer tax. Yeah. However, they've divvied it up. They'll sh- the closing costs. Yeah. They will show you on, um, I think it's, like, the third page of your documents of how it's all broken down. Right. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, like sometimes on a $300,000 home, mm-hmm. someone will have a twenty or $25,000 deposit. Is that negotiable? Absolutely. I negotiate okay. it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm just thinking with John and I being a first time home buyer, yeah. if somebody said we need a $20,000 deposit, uh, I don't know where I would get that. I'd clear <laughs> exactly. our account. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. who has $20,000? Exactly. A first time home buyer does not have $20,000 laying around. No. Yeah. And if a family member lends you that money, they now have to, we have to do a FinTrack ID for the government, which is fine. It just, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. What is a FinTrack? A (laughs) FinTrack is a few forms that we fill out with either your passport or your driver's license, if it's a residential purchase. Mm -hmm. And it's a way for the government, if they ever need to go back, uh, for money laundering, fraud, they have your driver's license. It's just a way to track you. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, you need that from everyone. Absolutely. Buying or selling, every single person yes. involved in the deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess another term we hear a lot about is um, irrevocables. Irrevocables. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> um, that's a good question. So irrevocable means there's a timeline. Um, so... The buyer's put in an offer on a mm-hmm. home, and the buyer's going to say to the seller, I'm going to give you, you know, 24 hours to either answer me saying we'd like a little more money, or you're going to accept my offer. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you have a timeline, an irrevocable time, that if the seller doesn't answer the buyer, the contract is now void. Okay. I see. 
So I think I have seen where some people request like a 24-hour irrevocable. Right. So they're ensuring that their seller has 24 hours to review your offer. offer. And yeah. then they can answer mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be your typical irrevocable? I think it's within the same day normally. If it's my buyer client, yeah. I usually, like let's say we're writing up the offer in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to give, you know, around dinner time. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's plenty of time. Mm-hmm. If there's a problem, the listing realtor will call you or text you mm-hmm. and, you know, ask for more time or say, you know, they're just getting home from work at that time. Can we have a few extra hours? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, there, I understand the process with the purchase, um, so you've submitted your offer, you've done your five-day co- conditions, and that's been cleared, but then there's this potentially two-month time between when everything firmed up and when you actually get your home. Um, is there any way a deal could fall through in that time? Or, um, I mean, it's unlikely. Mm-hmm. It can. Um, there's many reasons that it can, but it's very unlikely. Mm-hmm. Usually at that point, the lawyers, it's, the lawyers are involved. Right. So they've, they've done the title search. They're looking over the property. If there's anything that triggers them, mm-hmm. they would let their realtor or client know. Um, it's unlikely. Yeah. Pretty much just in like fraud situations. Fraud situations, yeah. um, would be the only thing really, yeah. I think. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just the time. Or um, I just recently had one that didn't, and it's because it's still in probate due to COVID. Mm, The lawyers are backed up with the will, Mm. um, but that typically wouldn't happen. It's just, you know, COVID times. Right. And that doesn't mean the deal won't happen. It's just delayed. It's just delayed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Typically, that time is just to let the homeowners move out (laughs) and then yeah (laughs) yeah let the lawyers finish their stuff and is there a condition um where the home has to be kept in like the state that you saw it in Mm -hmm. or because i'd just be worried that someone okay it's not our house anymore we sold it and then it's trashed or you know when the day you move in like it doesn't look like what you thought exactly like when it was (laughs) that's a fear from a lot of buyers especially first-time home buyers because yeah. everything's new the whole process is new yeah so I usually ask for four walkthroughs okay um f- especially for my first-time home buyers because of those concerns and fears yeah. um I always save one walkthrough for the day a day or two days before closing mm-hmm. we walk through the home we make sure everything's working we turn on all the water we flush all the toilets check the fridge check the stove all the appliances, washer, mm-hmm. dryer, yeah. um, look over the home, and then the next day you get your keys. So okay. that relieves you. Sure. And usually those sellers have already moved out. Mm-hmm. So the house right. is vacant and right. should be tidy. And if there is problems with the appliances, is it the seller's responsibility to fix them? Or? At that point, yes. Okay. If you haven't closed on it yet, you don't have your keys. Mm-hmm. Then yes, it's the seller. So then I would call your lawyer okay. and say this is the situation. And they would most likely hold back funds or contact the seller's lawyer Mm -hmm. and say the appliances aren't working. Can your seller go over and see what's going on? So it it generally will be figured out. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it's great to have the walkthroughs too, because I'm sure, especially as first time home buyers, you want to show your parents. Of course. And you know, like it's really exciting. You want to measure, you want to pick paint. Yeah, for sure. You're buying new furniture. Um, so yeah, when I usually, the timeline that I pick, if it's good with the buyer, is once we're firm on the sale, then maybe a week later I say, hey, do you want to go for a walkthrough? Usually bring like your parents mm-hmm. or your grandparents or. Yeah. You know, brothers, sisters, whatever you, whoever you want to bring, the whole party, and then a couple <laughs> of weeks later, maybe like three, depends on the timeline. Yeah. Um, but we do a few walkthroughs for measuring paint, and then the last one. So throughout that waiting period, you're visiting your new home quite a bit. Yeah, which is great. So it eases that anxiety. Of, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! I hope it's still as beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Definitely. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. But you know what? That's a great point because it's something I do think about. But now talking to both of you, <laughs> I realize that it's actually a very big fear. Yeah. 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 But I do it all the time, so I don't think about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know with Wayne and I, um, something that bothered me and that I still, even until we actually had our home, I wasn't sure because anytime we had our walkthrough the homeowners stayed. They, they walked through every room with us every time and it was so uncomfortable and I was like, I just need like space to like think. really think and really look at everything. For sure. And it, yeah, so <laughs> we had a different experience with that. Yeah, and I'd be uncomfortable because I walk through home and I'm like, I'm going to rip out that wall one yeah. day and get rid of this and I don't want to be offensive to them but like this is what I want for this house yeah. and yeah, no, I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. Um, normally the sellers do leave to give you that space, but you know, there are some that it's very emotional. It's been their home for years Mm -hmm. and they may be excited to see you. That that was the case. They were very excited to be giving it to a young couple. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So they're just, you know, not looking at the whole picture, which is very harmless, but can be a little bit frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and to um, kind of going back to like the cleanliness thing, I think you normally have to put a clause in your offer to say that the home um, is left in like tidy condition. Because I know I what, do. Yeah, like, you don't have to put that in, but I put broom mm-hmm. swept, tidy, um, basically leaving the home in a nice tidy condition yeah um but cash group I know a lot of for our buyers we send in our cleaners yeah on the day of close Mm -hmm. or you know as soon as we can yeah um so the house is nice and fresh for when you move in that's just something we that's great give yeah um family member had a bit of a (laughs) shock when their realtor didn't include that clause and when they got their keys the house was trashed like you said garbage everywhere oh, food in the fridge oh dishes in the dishwasher and dirty there's nothing in the contract nothing. I mean it's rude but yeah there's nothing you could do yeah they had to just rent it. like a 1-800 got junk and clean mm-hmm. it themselves unfortunately yeah wow. <laughs> yeah and that's so overwhelming because you're trying to move your stuff yeah. in but then get other people's out. Yeah. And if you're a first-time home buyer, I mean, this is your first home. It's such a fun experience. It's yeah. such a huge milestone and accomplishment. It's huge. Yeah. And you just, you know, try to make that day as smooth as possible. And if you can move into a beautiful, clean home, mm-hmm. it just sets that tone mm-hmm. for the rest of the day. Absolutely. Because yeah. it can be a little stressful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Definitely. Um, 
That was where all the stuff I had written down. Um, I don't know if you had any other maybe advice or things you wanted to share to our listeners. Um, I think just focusing on the one thing that we spoke about, about a buyer realtor and that it doesn't cost the buyer any money. Mm -hmm. So as a new home buyer, especially a first time home buyer, you know, interview realtors, um, make sure they know what you're looking for, your lifestyle, um, how you and yourself, or if you're with a significant other Mm -hmm. purchasing, what your lifestyle is and what your likes are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's free. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I really think not? it's so important. Like mm. again, um, we didn't have a buyer agent and looking back, I didn't, we didn't have anyone looking out for our interests. Mm-hmm. Um, we had no one we were comfortable that we trusted. Like, I think it's so important the trust, as you say, yes. to interview and make sure you, have a good feeling about who who's is helping you. for you. Yeah, and that they yeah. know you well enough to find these homes, especially in this market where things are going so fast. Like, you need a realtor that can see that house. This is perfect for my client and get it to you right away and mm-hmm. get you in and have time for you. Mm-hmm. And-, <laughs> and discuss what the offer is going to look like yeah. and why. Yeah. Explain and, everything. Yeah, your trust factor needs to be there. And it's a lot of money that you're spending. Mm-hmm. Yes. So... Yeah, although the seller pays the realtor, you're still putting, you're still making a big purchase. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So when people like have an interview or like a chat with you, do you normally like go for coffee and they ask you like a set of questions or is it just more of like a casual one-on-one talk or what do you find? I think it's both. Like before COVID, I would always meet for coffee or have them come to our office Mm -hmm. um, so that we can see what each other looks like. (laughs) Because when I meet you at a house, you want to know who I am. I want to know who you are. I get to know my client. Um, We have a whole page of questions that we profile our client to... um, you know, see what their likes are. What are you looking for in a home? What's your lifestyle like? And also just through general conversation, you got a feel of the things they do and and want. Mm -hmm. And um, also at that point, we figure out if they're pre-approved and what their budget is Mm -hmm. so that I can go back and set them up on a search and start shopping for them. Mm -hmm. And then the discussion happens. But yeah. Yeah. So now during COVID time, I do a FaceTime interview. Yeah. 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 Awesome. That's great. Well, I think that was everything. Um, I'm super excited to get this out to our listeners. I think we shared a lot of valuable information, and um, I want to thank you for taking the time um, to talk to us today. No problem.